one that was a favorite of mine. It was podcast from Pop Up Archive. Hi, 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 hi. <laughs> Studs Turkle is one of the best interviewers in the history of radio. He talked to all kinds of people, from London cabbies to jazz musicians and prison inmates, to Maya Angelou, Muhammad Ali, and Allen Ginsberg. We've got hundreds of Studs interviews in Pop-Up Archive, and one of my very favorites is his conversation with children's book author Maurice Sendak. You might have spent a lot of time reading and rereading Where the Wild Things Are when you were a kid, but my all-time favorite of Maurice's books was In the Night Kitchen. Before your own works, whether it be Where the Wild Things Are and The Night Kitchen, talking both these cost a tremendous amount of discussion. It's about this kid, Mickey, who falls asleep one night and dreams of joining the bakers in the night kitchen. They bake Mickey into a cake. He escapes in a plane made of batter. It's awesome. Oh, and Mickey's pretty much naked the whole time, which I thought was hilarious when I was a kid. But as Studs hinted, a lot of parents and teachers and librarians were often offended by Mickey's nudity. In fact, the American Library Association put the book on its 100 books most frequently challenged list. Here's Studs and Maurice talking more about what it was that bothered so many of In the Night Kitchen's adult readers. Now, what happened? When this book came out, this is your most recent work. Well, it's been it's been reviewed and it's gotten sensational reviews, but it's been um, it's been analyzed to death. I mean, it's been turned into a Freudian case book. Well, what was what was the what was the uh, most frequent analysis? Well, can we talk about it? Really? Sure. <laughs> um, oh, there were things like um, uh, it was a copulation fantasy. It was a child's dream of how uh, how children are created. Uh, it was a birth canal fantasy, children in the oven, which is a conventional phrase as to when one is being born. Uh, it's been fascinating to read these things because when I did the book, of course, I was conscious of certain things that were important to the book, but certainly not conscious of all the unconscious things. And you can't be when you're doing a, a work of art, as you know. You I mean, you've got to do your thing, but the rest of it happens by itself. There are so many adults who enjoy a book for children but are vaguely embarrassed at enjoying it as though only their children should enjoy it. There's something strange about them enjoying it, which is such an odd uh, twisting and d d distortion of the pleasure of having your child self intact and alive and something to be proud of. I suppose the greatest reward for you is the reactions of the children themselves. Yeah, yeah, and you know, they're always to the point, of course. They either love it or they hate it. <laughs> but, I know many of you hate it. Well, I know a couple. Of course, kids will write and say, you did a dumb book, yours truly, Shirley Klein, or something like that. <laughs> so what you really depend on a great extent is the fact that you're aware that children have good taste. Yeah. They, they have these detectors. Uh, to use a Hemingway phrase, they're certain, quote-unquote, crap detectors. Exactly. Yeah. And they know when you're putting them on. And they know when you're lying. They're often polite because, and don't tell you because they know adults, yeah. you know, yeah. this is what adults do all the time. Parents just don't get it. I'd like to make a small PSA and just ask all the grown-ups out there reading books like In the Night Kitchen and Where the Wild Things Are not to ruin children's literature. No more Freudian analysis, please. Just let kids use their crap detectors to pick out their favorite books. 
This interview comes courtesy of the Studs Terkel Radio Archive, a collection of over 5,600 hours of Studs Terkel radio interviews. The WFMT Radio Network is madly digitizing the collection, and you can find everything they've uploaded so far at studsterkel.org and popuparchive.com. This episode was edited by Emily Saltz and produced by me, Eliza Smith. This is Popcast. Thanks for listening.